1: I like to shake things around. So when I come to a startup, I kind of kick the startup. I kind of have a look at how things are being done and try to see how we can improve. So it can be difficult sometimes for some people to have someone, some young woman, coming and shaking things.
0: Today's Women in Tech episode shout out goes to Jessica Geese. I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right. Thank you so much for engaging with us on Instagram. Be sure to say hello to Jessica. Tell her that you discovered her via the Women in Tech podcast. Just go to at Jessica underscore G-E-I-S underscore Blue Chip Tech. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-I-P-T-E-K. Thank you, Jessica, for being part of our Women in Tech community if you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech remember you can go to the women in tech facebook group at women in that's women in We're so proud of what we've created with the Women in Tech podcast. To support us in our journey to celebrating women in tech around the world, go to womenintech.fm and click on the donation link on the right side of the page. That's womenintech.fm. The donation link is the top right side of the page. We really appreciate you being a part of our journey, and we look forward to celebrating so many more women to come. Hello, Wednesday. It's maybe not Wednesday for you when you're listening to this, but it's Wednesday for me right now. So, my alarm goes off while I'm in the shower. Now, I had a really intense work week, so I was just like running around like a crazy person, and then my alarm goes off while I'm in the shower, and I think that's so strange. Why would my alarm go off? Why would I set my alarm for, you know, eight something? I usually wake up earlier. And then I peek outside the shower to look at my phone and I see it says team call. Totally didn't know it was Wednesday because I had these sleep deprived days and overworked myself. Then I never get parking tickets because I'm really just like anal about making sure there's no time limitations. And because I didn't understand it was Wednesday, I got a street cleaning ticket. And the reason I'm bringing this all up is because I think it's so important to really prioritize our health. And that's why right now I'm driving a missed half day of a conference because I really, really took a long hard think on like what was important to my overall well-being. If I continue to crush hard, I will crumble from the crushing. And so this morning I decided it was more important that I took a, you know, the 10 minutes to meditate, that I made myself a healthy meal, that I drank water because I haven't been drinking a lot of water, that I just took a more restful time, that I showed up to a meeting that I had in an environment that I already knew rather than rushing around trying to find meeting rooms. And now I'm on my way and I did miss half day of a conference that I was very much looking forward to, but I feel more hauled together and I'm not even like totally healed yet but it's a work in progress and I think it's important to slow down it's great to execute but sometimes we need to slow down to execute well and so if all we're doing is executing balls are just naturally gonna start dropping and so in order to really hold everything together well so things are flowing forward smoothly we have to slow down and prioritize our well being, our sleep, our health, our nutrition, our water intake, our fitness, our mindfulness. I know it sounds so hokey, and you probably hear it on every single other podcast right now because it's the wellness is all the rage. But I'm serious. Like, I just don't get parking tickets, you know? And I got it because I literally didn't know what day it was. I almost missed the team call because I literally didn't know what day. I was so just out of whack. And um, I really look at that $64 parking ticket, which is so annoying because it's throwing money in the trash. But I look at it as like, that is my little note, my reminder, my lesson. Like, okay, let's reshift focus. And then the cool next part was... Now let me think about how I can make sixty-four dollars today, right? Instead of being like, oh, it's gone, it's lost, what am I gonna do? Or blah blah blah, and get all upset, it's done, there's nothing I can do about it. I already paid it right away, so I don't have any late fees. And now it's how do I create more abundance in my life? So it just, you know, crosses itself off, it cancels out. I hope you guys are having a great day, whatever you are doing right now. I hope it's productive. I hope it's calm. I hope you feel nurtured in being the leader that you are, and I look forward to you enjoying the next episode. Bye. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast celebrating and connecting women in tech around the world. So excited to be here in London, England at the magnificent Google campus, helping startups accelerating every single day. And I have Amaldine. Am I saying? No, Amal, how, how do you pronounce it?
1: Say it. Well, I pronounce it Amaldine. Amaldine. Yes. She's French. I am. <laughs>
0: Excited to celebrate Amaldine if I'm pronouncing
1: her name right. Go ahead and share a little bit about who you are and what you do. First, thank you so much for having me. Of course. What I do? It's a bit hard to say right now. So basically, I have been working with early stage startups for eight years, especially in emerging technologies, joining very early stage startups and founders, and helping them at a crucial moment. Before fundraising, before a big product launch, uh, before expanding the team. Uh, but right now, I'm actually trying to get into the other side of the table, trying to get into investment. And in the meantime, I am super active in the London startup scene. I um, actually love what you're doing here today because I also have a live video stream. So it's not really a podcast. It's more live stream where I interview startup founders. Nice. And it's one of the many side projects that I have. What do you use? to air? So to stream. Um, on Saturday mornings every two weeks. I what try to what platforms? To uh, YouTube, Twitch, um, Facebook, but it's mainly YouTube. So then the live stream is broadcasted to several platforms, but the main one is YouTube. And do you do it in English or in French? In English. Nice. In English. How long have you been doing that? Um, I started in May. Um, so right now I had eight guests. And uh, that's super interesting, super exciting. And what's your show called? How can we look it up? So it's called Entrepreneurs Playing Games because we play video games during the stream. But every channel is just under my name. So it's kind of easier to find, I guess. Not sure. But once you manage to spell my name... You can find it. And can you spell your name for everybody listening? Sure. So my first name is Amandine, A-M-A-N-D-I-N-E. And my last name, Flax, F-L-A-C-H-S.
0: Man, entrepreneurs playing games. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, that's really, I haven't heard of that before. Well,
1: we're still, you know, I'm
0: still a a baby steps, I will say. Um, It's still early days. So when did you first fall in love with technology?
1: Hmm, I think it was when I was 18 and I started working with my first startup for the first time. And tell us about the startup. So uh, basically, it's uh, it was a startup in the media industry doing technical tools, for especially for the radio space. But um, it wasn't my startup. I joined as an independent consultant. I can say it was kind of my uh, student job being a, an independent consultant for yeah. a young startup. But it was really exciting. And after that, I think I was kind of... Um, stuck with a startup space because I couldn't just go to work in a bigger company. And um, once I've seen how things work with tech and also with startups, I couldn't just close my eyes on that. It really opened my eyes on what I could do to support the space. And where did you go from there? So from there, I had different type of experiences. I also traveled a bit. But uh, really quickly, I realized that I really wanted to work in in very technical spaces with technical people because that's people that I found fascinating and also um, that I found I can bring a lot of complementary skills to them.
0: And how did you get to where you are today?
1: I think it has been a long journey, Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say... Um, as soon as I was involved in the startup scene, um, I realized that I could do more and always more to support founders. And as as I was learning about founders' needs and uh, um, observing some patterns um, in the true need for founders, then I realized that I could actually apply this learning and share them with founders.
0: And what's the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome, and how did you overcome it successfully?
1: I think the fact that I am a young woman, non-technical, has been the main challenge for me because I like to shake things around. So when I come to a startup, I kind of kick the startup. I kind of have a look at how things are being done and try to see how we can improve, what could be done, um, and try to put myself in many other people's shoes. As try to understand the process for customers, for uh, partners, and that means that I question many things, which can be difficult for some people sometimes to hear. But that's my role as an independent person and, and someone coming with an external point of view. Yeah. I feel that's the reason why I come with this external point of view, to shake things. So it can be difficult for some time for some people to have someone, some young woman coming and kind of shaking things
0: (laughs) and what's your secret sauce like what is the magical thing about you that people can't find anywhere else why you're the person to work with to make their tech companies the best that they could be stick around we'll be right back after the break And what's your secret sauce? Like, what is the magical thing about you that people can't find anywhere else why you're the person to work with to make their tech companies the best that they could be?
1: Well, I think what differentiates me is that I can make anything happen because I don't really see a challenge as a big, big thing. I always decompose everything that I come across into small tasks that are more accessible. And I try to always find different ways to make it happen. So um, when when people come to me and they are Um, I don't know, about to fundraise and don't know where to start or about to think about their future product launch. I help them find the best step for them. Not that I have a secret sauce or anything, but together we think about the problem and I help them decompose this big thing into smaller tasks.
0: And and in your startup career, when you've worked with other startups in the past, what has always been your main uh, role?
1: Well, on paper, it has always been marketing because for very technical people, what is not technical is quite often marketing. Yeah. But to be honest, I have always been in the intersection um, wearing many hats between business development, marketing, um, operations. It really depends on the startup, what they want to call it. But basically, helping founders and technical people understand that there is a world out there. So whatever names you want to put on it... It works.
0: What are the top three suggestions you'd give that things that you notice founders are doing wrong that you would say, please take pause and look at these three things so everybody listening can do them right?
1: I think it's a hard question because it changes from one founder to another. But I would say the first thing is... Thinking that money is going to be a big game changer and going to fix every problem ever, um, money is definitely a big step, and fundraising is definitely a big step for every startup. But sometimes, when you when you talk to founders, they only big issue they have is funding. While actually, that's the beginning of the adventure. Uh, once you get the money, you have so much more challenges to face. Um, so I think that's one of the of the first thing uh, and one of the main thing. And also about funding, it's about understanding that there is no one way to get funding. So depending on your startup, you may have different way of getting money. There are lots of grants, there are lots of uh, angels, there are lots of different ways of getting um, money or bringing money in through clients. So I think something that people need to understand is that there is no one way to do startups, but it's actually about you finding the best way to do it for you. What's the thing about
0: the startup world that makes you feel like just glittery and alive inside?
1: I think it's this community. It's the fact that everyone is just supporting each other, helping each other, sharing what they're going through. I mentioned the live video streams that I do. Well what i really love about that is that founder open up about the challenges they're facing and once you get in this friendly community, everyone is just eager to share their knowledge and what they learn along the way. And why did you move to London from from France? I moved because I wanted to get back to a very international environment. And also, I needed a big change in my life. And I also wanted to get back to the startup scene. And when I arrived, I was so excited to see and to meet with this amazing community that we didn't have back then in Paris. Change has changed since then in Paris and the startup community is growing. But still, London is amazing for that. It's just you have events every day. You have people eager to meet for over coffee or whatever all the time. You can actually live on events, just going to events nonstop. And it's just so amazing.
0: And how can people explore more about what you do?
1: Well, I think just reaching out to me, Um, I'm super active on Twitter, maybe too much. Uh, (laughs) To be honest, I I spend too much time on it. But I just love, I hope people can just catch up with anyone. What's your handle? Um, It's my first name and last name, so Amandine Flax. easy to find and we'll have it can you spell it one more time just for everybody listening it's A-M-A-N-D-I-N-E F-L-A-C-H-S and we'll include all
0: the links in the show notes to make it really easy for you guys to look her up is
1: there um, any last things that you want to share with us just one thing that I would like to share for anyone, woman and man, um, that wants to get into tech or are in startups. I think the community, as I mentioned, is something really big and everyone is always so happy to share their own experience. So if anyone has any doubt, just reach out to people, ask them about their job, what they do and how they got there. Because it's extremely helpful, especially when you're looking to shift career or just start your career.
0: And do you listen to podcasts? I do. I what's do. What's your favorite one? Like, hmm. which one do you recommend to everybody to check out?
1: There are quite a few that are very interesting. One I, that I really like is, is the 20-minute VC because I'm very Ah, Harry Stebbings. Yes. yes. I'm a big fan of the investment space, and, and I've been learning so much about this space. Big fan of his podcast. Yes, yeah. I'm
0: a big fan of his podcast. I'm a big fan of him.
1: <laughs> He's really cool.
0: And what's your favorite software, hardware, tech tool? Oh, that's a big question. It depends or a mobile on what I app. <laughs> yeah. Is there, which um, one can you just I, like not live without?
1: I, would, I think it's Twitter. Uh, for me, Twitter is definitely the main tool that I use all the time for everything and anything. Personal, professional, um, anyone can just reach out to me there. So I think the app I couldn't live without. It's definitely Twitter. It's Twitter. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Remember to connect and collaborate with more women in tech around the world. Go to Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. Womenintechvip.com takes you straight there. And be sure to say hello on social at Women in Tech show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next
1: episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye. This is Amandine Flags, I'm based in London, and I've been super involved in the startup scene, working with founders for the past eight years. And you're listening to Women in Tech.
0: If you two want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's vip.com. We're so proud of what we've created with the Women in Tech podcast. To support us in our journey to celebrating women in tech around the world, go to womenintech.fm and click on the donation link on the right side of the page. That's womenintech.fm. The donation link is the top right side of the page. We really appreciate you being a part of our journey, and we look forward to celebrating so many more women to come. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. Show
1: notes by Carl Marty.
0: And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.